My name is Chandelin. I am a mother, an artist, a recovering addict, and this podcast is part of my endless pursuit of breakthroughs. We are podcasting once again. Hello. Welcome to uh, Breakthroughs with Chandelin. And <laughs> um, I always feel weird kicking this off because it's your podcast. It's okay, but, but how am I going to say, oh, back with Breakthroughs with Chandelin, but I am that. And that just seems, I don't want to be in that position. I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Somebody has to ask questions. Somebody has to and, do this. Uh, yeah. so, um, so before we jump into the topic of the day... We Might could, be a little heavy. Yeah, it's a little heavy, and some things have um, transpired because we uh, missed a couple weeks, and we had kind of talked a little bit about doing seasons of this podcast, mm-hmm. and I think that's where uh, we've decided to to kind of go. Um, and this is going to be the season finale of the of season one, and yeah. the reason being is that because it's a little easier to. Um, curate that way and we can like get some guests and we can do some more like uh, planning as far as our um, um, like promotion and different things and it also breaks it up like at summertime I don't know if people are just like um, consuming things the same way um, TV shows a lot of times go dormant in the summers and things and so I think it's also to give more time to focus on music things that are coming up too and be fully immersed in that and then when we come back for season two to be able to be very present and um conscious about how we we formulate the next uh season of this and i think that it'll be much more enriching that way for you guys and us yeah i mean i think uh you know this has been a little bit of an experiment to see um how the podcast could benefit um uh, not, not only just uh, you know the pursuit of music, but also like be beneficial to, to listeners. Like hopefully they get something from the breakthroughs and the things that that we're is the about. goal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think uh, you know there is a um, there is a certain amount of you know time and effort that goes into each episode, and and then you know we're trying to get a lot of music done, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things that are coming up that we will mention at the end of the show also. Yes. That is a very big, exciting announcement. Um, but once we kind of talk about that, uh, we want to kind of shift gears and be doing that for a little while. And um, But the, the season two, um, you know, if you go to chandelinmusic.com, you will uh, be able to see there will be a release date for season two um, it's in September sometime. Um, we don't have the exact date as of now, but... Um, but yeah, stay tuned for that, and we'll we'll keep everyone posted. Yeah. So with that being said, uh, let's jump into the topic of the day, which is relationships. And uh, recently, you have had some breakthroughs in relationships, and um, your kind of single mom uh, right now for the first time. Is that right? Kind of for the first time in a long time. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, would would you consider? I didn't have a long enough period before to be fully a single mom. I guess. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this will be like the first real time being single 
intentionally without looking to pursue anything else probably for the first time in 11 years. Yeah. It's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been in a relationship since I was like 15 or 16 up until this point, and mm. I'm almost 28 yeah. um, because of very specific reasons that we, I guess we're going to talk about them. Yeah, yeah. Is that be like the would the reasons be um, obviously support like a, a like um, you know just that there's another person to go fear through of being things? alone. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And then also, you know, different relationships brought about different things. I have been in three relationships over the past eleven years, um, and. You know, my longest one was obviously with my children's father, and that was because I had children with him, and I really wanted to make things work, and we had known each other since we were 16, or since I was 16, he was 18, and um, I did not know how to be a healthy, functioning adult, and a lot of that, he was with me through a lot of my addiction, um, so I felt obligated to stay with him, children, being there through my addiction, but we were both just destroying each other. Um, and it was sad. There were loving moments, but uh, I was really, really afraid to damage my family and leave. Um, I was really afraid to be alone, obviously. Really afraid that I couldn't make it on my own. And then not long after I, I left him, I got together with, uh, with Richie. And I was unhealed. And I I know that I got together with him because I was afraid of being alone. And that's not ever a good premise to begin relationships with, but that has always been the consistent thing. Like, okay, certainly I'll be single, but I'm looking for that next person and that place has got to be filled like right away because I cannot endure this and clearly I won't be able to stay, sustain by myself. Um, and that's a really unhealthy thing. Yeah. You don't look at red flags. You don't look at the person's characteristics or qualities in in a conscious, mindful way. You you just look at it like, okay, well, this is this is filling the gap here, um, the empty space, and I'm and I'm scared. So this is going to have to do. And you endure things that you should not, um, except for yourself. Not I'm not saying any of them are bad. Any of my exes, but. Uh, when somebody is not right for you, there is going to be a certain level of pain there for both parties. Um, and it takes a really strong person to walk away for the sake of both. And this is the first time in my life I have been that strong person for the sake of both, you know. What do you think is the, for you, the most uh, frightening part? I mean, frightening sounds like the wrong thing, but the most, uh, the part that scares you the most about being. Uh, single or alone. So before, right, interestingly enough, when I broke this off, um, I had fears around my fear of being alone, right? And every single thing I feared did not come to pass. None of it was true. Like standing in my position now where I am single, I did make that decision. I did move forward. I am quote unquote alone. None of it was true. But the fears that I feared before knowing that none of them were true were things like... Um, I'll uh, like not be able to financially sustain, let's say, you know, it, what, what if something happens to me, who's going to provide for my children, right? Like right. in the event that I, I can't work or 
yeah, something, a terrible event happens and I'm just no longer here, who's going to fill that position, right? Or what am I going to do with all this time now that I have and maybe I'll I'll be in my head so much that I, I won't know how to manage, right? It's difficult with actual words to describe what you fear around being alone. I, I think it's like it, it was the unknown. That's probably what it was, the unknown. And somehow I just feared I wouldn't survive that unknown because I didn't know what all it was going to be. Are these feelings of heartache and fear going to last forever as soon as I leave? And like thinking, I feared that. I feared the fear that I would fear <laughs> of being in that position, right? So it really was the unknown. And how, who's going to help me with my anxiety? Like, I don't need somebody to fix me, right? But when I'm having a panic attack, how there's no going to be nobody there to hold me or tell me the world is real, you know, because I'll get in states where I think the world's not real. Um what happens, you know, with the kids if I'm having a more difficult time disciplining them on my own because I'm a nurturer and a disciplinarian now and, you know, I thought, okay, I need somebody for that. Um, business decisions, okay, it's always good to have another person that you can trust help guide you in business decisions, like all of these things and none of it was real. I've stepped into the unknown and the unknown became known and it's like, wow, the blinders have been taken off and fear fogs everything. None. Of, it's just, it's such an irrational state to make life-changing decisions out of like, okay, I'll just stay because I'm afraid. Wow. Um, I'm on the other side of this now and it's nothing like I expected it to be. Yeah. that's. It sounds almost like, uh, it's almost like too when people are afraid of like getting off of drugs or some other yes. like thing, you know, they're afraid yes. of like the, of like, well, what if I don't have this thing yes. that like makes me feel better? And then I have to like face my emotions and I have to face yes. things like head on. And then without this crutch or without this thing, like that's helping me along. Um, it, it precisely, you know, it's crazy is when you go through a breakup, your brain produces the same chemicals as you would during drug withdrawal. Mm -hmm. That was another thing. The fear of heartbreak. Will this pain ever end? Mm-hmm. But you get through the first few days, much like drug withdrawal, and naturally your brain will even out. Of course, there are emotions entangled with it, but really a lot of it is your brain like, whoa, we just took this thing away that we like depend on. And like, we, we this was the first time that I didn't want to fill fulfill the spot in my brain, like with another quote unquote drug, right? With another person or actually relapsing. So there was also fear around that, like that thing was removed. My brain scattered to find a way to replace the person, right? In the first few days after this breakup, like first week, I did not know what I was going to do. I was in a manic, very sad state. I had to leave the studio early, crying, all of that. Like, And I felt that that was never going to end. But I knew intentionally, I intentionally made the choice that I cannot fill this with another person or with drinking or using. I can't because this cycle is going to keep looping and repeating and I'm just going to move to the next person and it's all going to be the same. And I'm not going to look at the red flags and I'm not going to look at, are we compatible with, with each other? Do we have good communication? Do we want the same things out of life? All of this will continue if I cannot endure this. Like I can. And I just kept telling myself, dude, you go ahead and ask questions, but I have a crazy thing that got me through this. And like, it just, it, 
actually changed my life and the way I view a lot of things now too. It's should I say it or do you want to ask? Do you have anything you want to add on to that well, before? Uh, I I had a thought, but I mean, you can continue if you want to. <laughs> well, I don't want to forget it. Yeah, continue your thought. My friend told me this is like a couple days after the breakup. I'm not doing well at this point. I was not doing well. And she said she was leaving my house, and she's like, don't try to escape the pain. Sit with it. Such a stupid thing to say. It was so dumb to me, and I was mad. I was pissed. Like, why would (laughs) I sit here with the pain? What do you mean by that? And I did it for the first time in my whole life. You would think that other people have actually, like, you would have thought before this moment in my life I would have sat with pain before and just not tried to distract it away. You would have been wrong. I have always tried to distract it away, whether it's been praying or doing drugs or texting another person or, oh, I'll just try to, like, take a hot bath so I don't feel this anymore. Put on music, podcasts. And the pain came that night. It was already there. And it was the first time I'd ever sat with it. I didn't try to distract it away. I felt it. I could like sobbed. I cried. After about a minute and a half, it was completely gone. This was the first time in my life I have ever sat sat with a negative feeling without trying to distract it away. And an epiphany happened. Mm -hmm. If I sit with this, it will go. It will naturally, I think even the the hormones in your brain that fire with this type of pain only last a minute and a half to two minutes. Like the 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 surge of um, what's the uh, cortisol, the stress hormone, all of these a minute and a half to two minutes, and then you're it, you'll re-regulate. First time in my whole life I ever did that mm-hmm. ever yeah. without a podcast, sermon, this that, and my mind was blown. And from that point forward, like I knew. It's okay to feel this pain because I'm going to sit with it and it's going to go. This has gotten me through all of it. And then the one day after about a week, the pain stopped. It stopped. I prayed to God, said, if there's a way, make this stop. I woke up that morning. My eyes were opened to everything. Yeah. And I knew I've done the right thing. And um, I am absolutely not only just going to get through this and like trail on through it. I am coming through this triumphantly. Like. Yeah something incredible is going to happen to me now because I did the right thing and I'm not pursuing anything else and I learned how to sit with my pain and it wasn't scary anymore. It's well, not the, scary to sit with your pain. It seems scary until you do it and then you're like, wow, um, it just kind of goes once you sit with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it actually seems scarier once you've once you've learned to deal with it. It actually kind of seems scarier to go back to the other way. To distracting, yes. Because I, I like, won't distract out of it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, you know, there's a strength that's um, gained from having gone through it and then making it through and then sitting with it and then... Because right. um, now you know that you can now do... Now you can get over it and you can, Dude. you know... How did I survive 27 years without knowing that you could just like sit with it and it'll be gone in a couple of minutes? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I clearly didn't survive well before this point. I mean, there's a a lot of evidence in my life that things haven't gone right probably a lot for that reason. Yeah. You know, I only did drugs almost killed me because I couldn't sit for one and a half minutes with my pain. Wow. If I would have known, (laughs) (laughs) things would have been much different. Yeah, They really would have been. And that's, that's whatever. It is what it is. But yeah. The um, thought that I had was it's kind of like I, I think about relationships and um, like in in, uh, in business sometimes there's this thing. It's like 
And, and it changed my business, which is kind of like this is not to be a business talk. This is not going in this direction, but I'm just using it as example that, you know, you need to reach a place where you have some sort of like walk away power. And what this is, is what it means yeah. to me is that uh, like, like if you're constantly just chasing down like money basically in your business and you just take any, uh, any project or anything, um, you end up doing things that don't necessarily align with mm-hmm. what your, you know, what your beliefs and what your, you know, what your values are. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of think at a certain point I just had to like, and it's hard because you, when you also start a business, you think I, I need everybody's money because I, I don't know how, you know, how I'm going to get by without everybody's money or how I'm going to like survive without like making enough money to like pay my bills and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, but then you kind of like realize like, okay, I could, I could do away with some of this, you know, I don't need all of this. I need money, but I also need to align with people that I'm in business with or whatever. Yeah. And in a relationship, I kind of feel like knowing that you can deal with a, a relationship and how to get over it and knowing that you don't need to jump right into a, a relationship, you can hopefully then be in other relationships and that you have synergy with. And I, what I mean yes. by synergy is like you you have the same values and you have the same purposes and you're aligned um, moving forward. And, you know, that's not always an easy thing to find because – because even like as you get to know somebody too, you might even align with them initially and then find out there's things that you don't align with. But now at least you know that you can – you have the kind of walk away power of like, well, Absolutely. I, don't, I don't need this so I can I – can, or I know I can get over it. And I and I know that I can function on my own. I know that all the fears that I had before, We're like I don't true. I don't have to like worry about anymore. And um, and I know that's like people probably won't like the business um, analogy because it's it, it's um, you know sounds like money it's, and different things. But you know, it's true. I yeah. like that. It's like the scary closet, right? And if you never know what's behind the door, you're gonna live your life avoiding opening that door and looking in that closet because you don't know what's in there, right? But I have opened the metaphorical closet, walked around in it, seen everything that was in there, and walked out of it. So the next relationship, if it's not super enhancing to my life, like in an incredible way, I can open the closet, look in, and shut it, because I already know what's in there. Like, that fear doesn't exist the same anymore. It doesn't exist anymore. I'm actually, I don't have this fear anymore. I'm just aware of what's in the closet. And sure, is there pain that I'm going to have to sit with? Possibly, yeah. But it's not scary anymore. So it, it really is the walk away power. Like my therapist said, uh, would it be nice to have somebody to love? Certainly. Would it be nice to have somebody that you align with? Certainly. But I definitely don't need it. Yeah. And just saying that out of, my mouth was just like, that's very, very true. I do not need this. Right. Need. A need is like something I cannot live without. I need food. I need water. I need my children. I don't need anything outside of it. Would, would it be nice? Maybe. Yes. And once it becomes not nice or there are red flags or we're not aligning or you're treating me a certain way, I definitely don't need it. And he explained there are four types of relationships, right? One, you want the person they want you. Two, you want the person they don't want you. Three, the person wants you, you don't want them. Four, <laughs> neither of you want each other. And yeah, unless yeah. it's number one, 
Yeah. I will not settle for anything less. And on top of that, even if it is number one, I still definitely don't need it. Yeah. And it was just a, a, an epiphany and awareness. Like, damn, I like lived my whole life thinking I need this and it actually just made my life worse. And like, yeah, yeah. It'd be, <laughs> oh gosh, Lord help us all. So yeah, if the next person is not Christian, right? Like godly. And we we align with like everything, especially spiritually. Yeah, dude, it would take a literal God sent person to convince me to be not single. Yeah, because of how much I have enjoyed the freedom, the freedom from feeling emotionally drained all the time and just hurt and bogged down and distracted. Like I have been able to laser focus on my kids. My family, my music, I can go wherever I want. I can do whatever I want to do. And guess what? God provided a way for me to sustain, like, all of those, the the fears especially providing for my family. Do I have an abundance? No. But is it enough right now to pay my rent so we don't get kicked out? Yes. And I know that more doors are going to be opened. Like, I just have this, like, unwavering faith right now that things are going to work out that yeah. the, the, there's going to be a provision there. And um, whether it's people come through and help support me, whether it's what I, I don't know what it is, but I'm like, okay, there's no way I'm seeking out a person right now to try to fulfill me. I literally have it tattooed on my hand. My security comes from the Lord. That means my emotional security, my spiritual, my financial, everything comes from the Lord. And I'm more aware of that now than I probably ever have been. Yeah, I know everything's being provided. Um and I submit surrender my will every single day. And as I know as long as I'm doing that and I'm a willing servant, he will provide. I'm under his direct care, um, not anybody else. And we got to be really careful in our lives not to let another actual flesh human being take the position of God in our life because our God in our life is is who we devote all of our time to, our emotional energy, Um our, our hearts are everything like and we got to be really careful it's great to have a healthy marriage or relationship right as long as god is first in that um and when god is not first and you're pursuing another person and putting all into that person you blur the lines your god is what you serve with your time and all of these things and it just i just became aware like god no i'm putting god in where he should be, way at the top, all the rest will be provided for so long as I keep that hierarchy. And that was also another breakthrough and epiphany. Like, this is how this is going from now on, and nobody will ever take that top position ever again. And that's what codependency is. Yeah. It's somebody else takes the position of God, and without them, I cannot survive. And my security comes from them, and my provision comes from them. No, it doesn't. And that's why your life is so awry. No, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And until we learn that for ourselves, I don't know. I don't know. We'll keep getting in unhealthy situations that hurt us. And yeah, I get it now. <laughs> I get it now. I know that was a long-winded. No, but. no, they're good. I, I, I think, um, you know, just one thing that you had mentioned was uh, that you know the things that you feared. Um, happening like you weren't going to be able to provide for your kids the same way and you weren't going to be able to sit with the time and and the different things and by um it actually did the opposite you know it's like you you feel like you need the support system but then when it's when that thing is not there now all of a sudden you have 
you have the time, you have more um, mental space for something else. And I yes. think th- this is, it's not a tangent, I, I promise. Um, no, you're good. <laughs> but it's, uh, we also, um, my wife Carrie and I, we do, uh, we've been doing this minimalism thing where it's like, um, you know, you are evaluating things in your life. And it does come down to rel- relationships even too. It's like if somebody takes your your mental space, if they if they take away your peace, mm-hmm. it's like, well, why do we carry these relationships on into the future? I mean, there right. are people that maybe it's like a, it could be even a coworker. It doesn't even, I'm not even, re- uh, I'm not even talking about like. Uh, just romantic, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just mean even like. Somebody you work with, somebody that you... A friend. Yeah, a friend or yep. like, uh, you know, even just somebody that you're just a casual, you know, uh, you know, acquaintance and then you're friends with them on Facebook and they like, maybe they're constantly just like posting things that are irritating or whatever it is and you have to keep them at a distance because they're just... They're they just, drain you? Yeah, they're just draining. Um, it's like there, there does come a point in your life, and I know this happened to me where it's like I, I had to reach... A point that I realized, like mm-hmm. I cannot carry the baggage of every single thing, every relationship, every item. There's even just items. It's like, oh well, I got that at a yard sale one day, and like, uh, you know, or whatever. It is. Like, there might be a, a emotional thing attached to it, a negative association. Yeah, yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, let's get rid of that now. Like, let's move on from those things. And you're afraid to because you feel like I've spent my entire life accumulating these things. And I thought that's what life is supposed to be. I thought it was supposed to be accumulating friends and relationships and things. And the person who like has the most stuff wins the game. And like, that's kind of our society, you know, like people collect things. Um, the person with the most possessions, the rich, I want to be rich and I want to have so much money and I want to have all these things. It's like, okay, but what's important at the end of the day? You don't need all of those things. And once you actually kind of let go of this like need to acquire things, like there's just like this peace. It's the opposite. You feel like if you let go of these things, then you won't have stuff. But you actually end up with more because you have peace. (laughs) <laughs> you have peace of mind. You have like um, a good mental space, and then you're able to be productive, and then like your your relationships improve, and like all these things improve because now you have time because you're not taking care of and like dragging along all this baggage from the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and and it's not just in relationships, but it's in things and you, you know, all kinds of stuff. You reminded me of something also along with the idea of acquiring things or people. You don't. Once you realize you don't need to maintain friendships, relationships, out of the the principle that, well, I'm the person that always gives or I'm the person that is always so forgiving and at some point this is going to change or, you know, they have great parts to them and, like, at some point, you know, I used to have this very polarized belief that I've everybody in my life I have to keep there. Mm-hmm. I have a moral obligation to keep mm-hmm. them there until they're fixed or to support them emotionally or, you know, at some point it's going to be – it's going to change. Like, and it felt like this polarized moral obligation that I you just don't let go of people. You can't let go of friendships. You can't let go of acquaintances, partners because this is supposed to be forever. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm just always going to be there for you. That's a bond. That's my loyalty. Yeah. I think just the word that you used. Yeah. Yes. 
scary that I used to think that because I held on to damaging friendships too, especially. And I realized one day I am not obligated. No, I'm not there to take every phone call when you're breaking down from the same thing I already gave you advice on. And then for you to drain me emotionally or to somehow make me feel bad that I didn't answer your phone call right then, right there, that I didn't want you to come over to talk to me for three hours about the same exact thing we've talked about before. No, I'm not going to feel bad that I'm letting go of you because you're ultimately doing more harm than good to me in this relationship. Like, I don't have to be so polarized. And I think the like going with the flow of life mm-hmm. instead of trying to hold on and make the rope stay still, like life should be this uh, tight rope that you're holding. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, letting it wave and letting go. Like, no, it's it's actually okay it's healthy yeah to let go i need to stop like as if there's some moral obligation for me to continue to endure pain yeah there's not a moral obligation for me to continue to endure pain from certain people right and i wanted to elaborate on that because i would really used to believe that and i thought of it as a failure to let things go to let people go friendships go relationships it's not a failure like i am strong I'm not weak for letting it go. I'm actually strong for letting it go and acknowledging, wow, this is um, definitely not enhancing my life and it's making it bad. And well, the but that takes a strength, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. really does. The uh, the thing that you said, the word that you used was just loyalty. I loyalty. Think that, so there's um uh, there was something I read recently and it was talking about loyalty and how if you value loyalty over values. You have to actually put your values or your principles ahead of loyalty, and the reason yes. is because um, let's love say, that so much. Sorry. You know, Go it's ahead. like uh, if you um, if somebody doesn't align with you with your value, like if your best friend that you're there for every day says, "Hey, like I just robbed a bank," you know, or like I did some really shady thing, and it's like, and and they want you to stand up for you yeah, or and, and represent your problem. It's like, but you know, that's. You know, in that mindset that you were talking about, it's like that, you know, when we grow up thinking that loyalty is like number one, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like, it is, it's it's high, but it's not number one. Your principles and your values have to be number one. Because yes. when somebody doesn't align with those principles and values, it's okay to like, to maybe just say, you know what, I, I guess uh, I'm not aligned with this person. I can, and I don't have to like, you know, never talk to them again or completely throw it away, but I can create a boundary at least to, to say like, okay, well, maybe we're not going to be best friends, you know? Or maybe yeah. we're not going to like um, go bowling together and hang out and like do that kind of stuff, you know? Or maybe we're not going to like dish to one another about like our personal problems because we're just not aligned. Yes. Um, like there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of things. And then, you know, on the other hand, you know, maybe it is a, like I, I just don't have anything in common with this person and it's okay to just not be friends with them on Facebook. I think like this is a, there was a point, it was actually like a maybe couple, two, three years ago that I went through Facebook and I just started deleting, uh, you know, like people that were on there. And, um, and it was, you know, some of the people had friended me and I never even had met them before. Mm -hmm. You know, and I just was like, well, what value does this person bring to my life? And like, and like, I don't, I don't know them and I don't, I I have no connection to this person. And like, furthermore, like if I share something on Facebook, only five people or whatever like it anyway. So it's like the, you know, 
you only can have so many good relationships with people. You can yes. only maintain so many relationships, just like having things. You can only maintain so many things. That's um, why I start recently started blocking people probably last year because I used to have the no block policy. Like uh, I don't care what they say, what they do. And I realized, no, I'm not going to sit there and just read <laughs> trash yeah. or like let the trash be there when like – I'm building this and this matters to me. Like, no, no, you're, yeah. you're gone at the, the first breath of something that you want to spew out of your mouth. That's complete trash. Like I don't need you and I don't need you to take up any of my mental space or energy. I've thoroughly explained things, rumors about me, all of that. And if that's not enough for you, then you do not deserve to be here. Go somewhere else. Um, right. uh, affect other people, but it's certainly not going to be, my audience and you're not going to do that. And, and yes, I went through the unfriending spree as well on my personal page. I, <laughs> one day I, I, just, I just snapped. I was like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. All of you. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. That and was I, liberating. You know, and the thing with that is, is to, you know, you know, I think there is a line, you know, you can like unfriend people who, um, like when you kind of get in that phase, sometimes you can like unfriend people who like you just haven't talked to in a long time and you're just like, you know, I'm probably never going to talk to that person again. And then like mm -hmm. they come out of the blue and they're like, wait, what is that? Like, like, where did this person go? Um, but I mean, it's still, it is just like a, it's a healthy thing. It's like, I think that like, and I, I hear people say they, they do it. Like you just like said, like, oh, I did the same thing. Um, you do encounter people who do that. But then at the same time, like there's people who are like literally, like collecting friends and collecting followers and granted like you're an influencer and you do that like that's part of what you you do is like you gain following because you um you put yourself out there but with that being said like you know when it comes to maintaining relationships and things like you know it's hard to really have a lot of deep meaningful relationships it's just really hard to do that you know mm -hmm. and so yeah it's it's good to guard yourself in relationships, I think. I agree. Lesson learned. <laughs> mm -hmm. So with all that being said, where do we want to go with this? Do we want to um, wrap up some of our relationship thoughts or yeah. do we want to kind of get into this big announcement that we have been? Totally up to you. I think I'll, I'll wrap up with a couple of thoughts. If somebody is... Um, this is speaking from experience with past relationships. If they are denying you of your reality, right? When you know things are real, when you know things are occurring and they're telling you they're not, when they're depriving you of the time and the quality affection and attention that you deserve, when they are just constantly putting you down um, and just genuinely do not value who you are when they won't respond to you and they emotionally just leave you empty, um, you are more, more than capable of leaving and you deserve better than that. And you got to be like aware like that you deserve better things. And I think a lot of the reason why I've stayed in many relationships way too long was because I was raised in the church and I was told, you know, it's supposed to be one man and one woman for life, right? And that's your person. So I went into every relationship thinking this is supposed to be forever. Now, I committed my own sins as far as sleeping with those people, right? The people that I was with. So I created that bond and therefore the marriage bond. And I imagine it should be forever. But God also didn't say, 
like you could date people without being involved with them in that way and notice red flags and leave. And that's probably the healthy way you should assess <laughs> who you're going to actually have the forever bond with and the forever mindset with, right? But like I went into everything thinking, oh, this is the forever mindset. Like, no, stop thinking that. And let's say you messed up and you, and let's say you're Christian, especially, and fell into sin, like, don't like if it don't always adopt the forever mentality there's grace and forgiveness for you but you don't have to pursue this thing forever when it's harming you you don't have to and uh i think god would be just happy with you dating people um obviously not falling into sin and like assessing and walking away if it is not right for you um so I'd be careful of approaching every single relationship with a forever mentality. Um, as long as you're not, and this is again for Christians, physically bonding yourself to that person, you know, it's uh, like you don't have to have a forever mentality. And even if you do and you mess up and you're not married and all of that, like don't adopt forever unless you have confirmation from God himself and um you align and you have the same values and the principles and things you want out of life. So just be careful to not polarize yourself towards one person where you are all or like all or all um, because you will fall down a slippery slope. And God is a loving God and a loving father would want you to be with somebody who genuinely cares about you, who aligns with you, who enriches you, who makes you a better person, who brings out the best parts of you. And I used to think of God a lot differently, that he wouldn't really care and I just need to suffer and endure. I used to think that way. And then I realized, no, a loving father, if I ever had one, which I never did, he would he would want these things for me. And um, yeah, just, just be careful who you give your forever mentality to. Um, and you better be real discerning and acknowledge red flags and walk away from what's not good for you um, because, yeah, you just you deserve better things and better things are out there. I don't have them yet, but I know they're coming. Um, yeah. One thing that has come to my mind as you were talking about that is, uh, you know, the forever mindset that you're talking about. Um, you know, I think that the distinction, you know, obviously that you're that you're making is that you that forever mentality is not for everyone. You, 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 yes. you do, you know, you, that doesn't mean you don't make a commitment to somebody. It means that, you know, you, when you make a commitment, maybe be more sure that it's the right person or, you know, that you um, physically withhold. Yeah. You can commit, yeah. don't have sex with them. I'm going to tell you even non-Christian standpoint, right? You're a non-Christian, whoever is listening, non-Christian, that's what we find. When you sleep with somebody, you, you, I mean, there's there's a reason why, let's say, a physical assault where you just get beat up is a lot different than a sexual assault. The reason being is because there's a bonding that's happening there. You don't have to believe in spirituality to notice that there's a big difference from just touching somebody to being with them in that way, right? And you can pursue people and feel around and, and learn about them and all of these things without bonding in that way. Because once you do, your vision is cloudy. Things are different. Now there are a bunch of chemicals that have been released in your brain and you're not seeing red flags anymore and you're not seeing their qualities and characteristics. Um, so 
be be careful who you do that with and who you give that to. And um, you, the, then you don't have to go to into anything with a forever mi- mindset. You can be committed, certainly. Like, yeah, we're not seeing other people while we're seeing each other, but I'm still not certain this is forever until, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I know for certain, and then, sh- great, we can bond physically, get married, get married, bond physically, whatever. But uh, yeah. be careful of especially who you align with physically. And I know that's like a lot way deeper than we intended to go but I think other women especially women need to know this Uh, your body is sacred and your body is tied to your spiritual and emotional health and you are going to emotionally destroy yourself if you are aligning physically with people that are not meant to be your forever Um, and I know why God designed it the way he did now I know why because the pain of a breakup and the pain of having to walk away from somebody that you were bonded with is really, it hurts. Like, and when God didn't mean for that, right? Walking away from somebody that you haven't bonded with like that, and you, you know, you guys tried, and oh, well, maybe we could work, but then we didn't, and we didn't really get too bonded. That way different, way different. Yeah. Than this kind of thing. You um, know, so one thing that comes to mind as you were like talking about that is just kind of like the idea of like, you know, when your foundation, the foundation that you're building your relationship on. If you if there's some like thing like you were using the words like red flag if there's like something that like makes the foundation like let's say that there's and I don't mean like somebody is a loud chewer or anything <laughs> or like they have a loud sneeze um, my wife Carrie would say that I have started to yell sneeze or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is and it's it's really annoying um, uh, but I don't mean like those sort of a things, but I mean like, you know, if somebody principles or values do not align with yours and that's a fundamental thing, but then you do build a relationship on top of that, mm-hmm. um, the farther you build, the like the harder the crash yes. and, and the, the harder the crash and like also it's probably looming and the farther you go, whether it's like then you, you know, bond physically with them or like you you get married and then you have a divorce and you have kids. I mean, the farther that you go, and I, I would also like to add to this too, that like, these are just my observations. I'm not a, a therapist or anything or any of any, like I'm not a relationship counselor. This is just my opinion. But yeah, the harder and, you know, the the farther you build, you know, like the harder the crash, the harder it is to leave. The, the harder it is to leave. And then you feel like, well, I put all this time and effort into this, and I've I've had this again. Um, you know, like I'm very um, lucky to to be like my wife and I care. We just had our 14th wedding anniversary, and like we're very thankful. And um, and and I'm very lucky to be in a relationship like that. Uh, but I I so I, like when we're talking about these things, sometimes I equate them to like friendships and um, yeah. and you know business relationships and things. But you know when you have um, built a lot of you spend a lot of time and energy on a relationship, whether it's like a friend or anything, you know, the harder it is to walk away because then you feel like you just have like, you're losing your investment, your Mm -hmm. time investment. Well, I, you know, like I don't want to walk away from all the good times or all the good men or like all the good things or like, or maybe we have like, you know, maybe we've co-invested in some sort of a thing like we're doing, Mm -hmm. like, you know, we're doing music, but we also have to like evaluate it at times and say, you know, like, you know, are we doing the right things? Because, you know, it's, yeah, we spent a lot of time, but we also have to like realize like, uh, if at some point it becomes not a good thing, then we can stop doing that. You know, we can, 
we we can stop the process and we can right the ship, you know. Yeah. But if you just like just decide, uh, you know, like like you said, with the forever mentality that like this is just, and you know, and you keep going and it's bad, then it's like then it's really bad. And then it's harder and harder to get out of that. And then your identity gets ingrained <laughs> right. with that person or that friend or whatever. And that, I think, is one of the most difficult things right. about having to then sever because you know, this is who I am, I, th- I thought. And like, then now, what am I now? Um, it's still possible. Yes, it's hard to walk away from these things. Yes, it was very difficult for me to walk away from this past relationship. But it's possible you'll get through it, and then you can make better decisions future forward. You right. really can. And right. I learned so much, and I'm very, very grateful for everything that I learned. I know what I do not want and what I want out of life. And without this most recent experience, I wouldn't have known those things, not nearly as clear as I know them now. And I am just very, very grateful. Like, I could have walked away from this with two very drastic different perspectives. But I choose the gratitude because the gratitude, it's real. I am thankful. Like, I know things I would have never known. I i see life differently and in a really great way. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was wrapping up the relationship part. I guess you have something you want to share? Uh, well, we were spending some time planning today. Um, well, we've actually been planning this for quite a while, um, but we were yes. waiting for the right time. Our initial time that we had said that we were going to do this has come and gone, and therefore, and there again, like just what we were talking about, we were reevaluating, you know, timing. Like we we know that this is something that we've both talked about doing, mm-hmm. and uh, um, but we are finally going to do it. And what the thing is is a crowdfunding campaign for releasing an album, releasing an a CD. An album, finally. And um, so we're going to have way more information on that, but um, in the next week or two, it's all going to be kind of uh, laid out for people to see, and um, we've been coming up with tiers of things that um, of things that people can basically pre-order. This is, I want to kind of like preface some of this too, with this is not a this is not just a fundraising type of thing. This is kind of like you're pre-ordering an album. You're pre-ordering things that help Shanda um, get in the studio as often as she needs to be to get things done, to get the recordings done, uh, you know, in a timely fashion. Um, there's things that need to be printed. There's CDs that need to be printed. There's designs that need to be done. There's music videos that can hopefully happen down the road. There's some flex goals and things that we'll talk about, but. Um, yeah, like CD, and then, you know, you have to order T-shirts, for instance, and that costs money. You, uh, shipping T-shirts costs money. You guys um, have asked me for a very long time, <laughs> like, when is an album coming out? Um, it's going to come, and I need your help to do it. And uh, especially now, you know, um, I, I am financially carrying my household and other people outside of my household now, you know, by myself. And do I believe God will provide? Absolutely. Um, and I know that that some of that provision may come from you guys that are willing to support that. I think an album would be in incredible. It would be incredible just for my own personal, obviously, enjoyment to say, oh, I have an album. And then also for many of you who have always wanted one from me. Um, but I realized I could not do that on my own. And 
there are a lot of costs that go into making every song and getting here in the hotels and the traveling and it, the the, uh, la- the laundry list of things that it's it, like the amount of money it takes to make even just uh, it's it's a lot it's a lot so anyways like because I've been asked probably for like over the last year now um I just I knew that's something I wanted to do but I I literally cannot probably do this without you guys so we're gonna talk more about that soon and um I'm gonna let you guys know how you can help with that and then you can also pre-order the album and there's gonna be a lot of cool stuff that's involved with this crowdfunding campaign um that we designed to hopefully make you guys happy to get some pretty cool stuff out of this. Like it's not just benefiting me. There are going to be levels like tiers in which you can purchase that uh, there are going to be some cool, cool exclusive things there. Um, And we're trying to offer some special stuff for you guys. So I I think it's just, it's going to be really cool. I'm afraid to do this. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm afraid. Oh, what if nobody wants to support my album and nobody wants to, to buy it and then, uh, you know, what if it all fails? But I would rather be vulnerable and try to do this because many people have asked for it than um, wonder the rest of my life, well, would people have supported me or not? Like I would never have an answer if I didn't do this. One of the, I feel like one of the most frightening things to do as an artist is to ask people to support you in the journey of doing it. Yeah. Um, And I know that like even early on, just when we would release a new song or something, you know, you're like, oh, I have to ask people to go listen to this and this can be really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is even harder because you're, you know, asking people to, you know. Financially support. Yeah, to financially give. And you're not just giving. I, I keep saying like, you know, well, sure you can. You're buying you're things. Buying you, things. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to receive things in return. You're buying but. experiences or you're buying or you're buying uh, a thing, whether it's a t-shirt or a uh, CD album, and, some, yeah. uh, and a physical album and some other things. So, um, but yeah, so it is, it is a very vulnerable place to, to kind of like have to say like, uh, you know, Hey, would you guys please buy this? Or would you guys please like support me in this effort? Um, that's a very vulnerable place to be, but and and furthermore, like I think, you know, there are lots of ways to sell an album, and because um, I think maybe some people might be like, well, why why do a crowdfunding thing, you know? Um, and I think the the answer to that, to, for me, anyways, um, that we had discussed was that this was the best way to include the audience in the process. Um, it, and and by audience, I mean you guys listening. <laughs> um, uh, you know, this is the best way for you to be involved. And what's going on? Because um, if we had just come out with an album later on or something and just surprise, like you would not be able to be along for the ride. You would not be able to be a part of the journey, a part of the a part a part of the vulnerability, I guess. And, and the success a- of it. And I don't know that I, without this, would be able to fund an album by myself. Yeah. Um, so that's another part of it. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Everything yeah. that, to be clear too, like, you know, everything that Shanda releases, um, whether it's a podcast or a song or a video, that all takes time and money. And, you know, and Shanda's investing a lot into that, into those things. And so to fulfill the purpose with music, like, one of the ways of doing it is to make a physical product that people can hold in their hand and, and, um, get it out to them and it gives people a chance to participate in it. You know, otherwise yeah. it's just like, you know, we make things and share them and then hope that people, you know, like it 
And, uh, you know, but like you said, you, you're kind of, um, jumping into providing everything on your own. So it's, yeah. So it's going to be a cool thing. It's going to be like a, a different thing. There again, like it's, a, there's a lot of, uh, like fears or scary aspects of it. But I think there again, like once we're on the other side of it, it will be like something that hopefully, you know, there was no reason to fear. And yeah, that's there, how I'm, I'm trying to walk into it. Like, Instead of being afraid, I'm going to be confident because I know that I have a couple artists I really like. And if they needed help, I would absolutely, you know. So I have to start looking at myself like, hey, I, I'm worthy of help and, and I'm worthy of, of certain things in life. And am I just all leeching to pocket everything? No, not, not at all. It's all going right back into music to make this happen. So um, I can sit at the end of the day and know that my conscious conscience is clear and that my heart's going in the right direction and where where I want this to go is for the right reasons. And, and I'm good with that. And that's the only reason why I can ask in the first place. And plus, I think you guys will really end up liking the stuff we're going to offer. So um, hopefully. Yeah, it's going to be a really cool, like, ex- I think it's going to be an, an amazing experience. We yeah. Have, we have, like, even limited time periods. For oh, it's going to be a lot of work. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of work. Yeah, but um, it'll be cool. But we will keep you posted as yes. we move forward with this. Uh, stay tuned to ShandalynMusic.com and then also... Uh, Shanda's Facebook page and her other social accounts. Like, you know, if you can find um, Shanda on TikTok, uh, we have links to all these things on, on ShandalynMusic.com. If you can't find her Instagram or her YouTube, um, mm-hmm. please subscribe to those things. Please subscribe to the podcast too. If today is your first time listening, you can go back and listen to the other ones. Um, the previous episodes all on season one and then season two, again, starting in September, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss those Mm -hmm. and, uh, we'll have more updates coming your way. I love you guys very much. And thank you for, for listening to this. And I'm looking forward to the future and just want to let you know, if you're like, you feel stuck in life, you are only as stuck as you believe you are. Um, and that it's very true. Take it from somebody who like literally thought I'd never be free. So I love you guys very, very much. Until next time, as such as, and so on, and so forth.